You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 47. Episode 47. Well, this is a kind of a different episode because we sometimes I'm playing more poker and sometimes you're playing more poker. Uh, every session we're covering, we actually played together. So we got to see all our good and bad missteps for both sessions. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> um, I guess do you want to kick it off? I can go ahead and kick it off. I will say, like, the last two weeks... Just great upswing. A much-needed upswing, because it is, I mean, just nothing seems to go wrong on these sessions. Uh, which is pretty good, because it was running kind of bad for quite a while, for a little while at least. Uh, so this session is the one that me and you both played at Legends. Uh, we get in there, and I'll kick it off I with a three-bet hand. I end up with Ace King, uh, kind of calls limp. Uh, someone raises to twenty. I think there might be one call. I make it eighty, and there's one caller. The flop is nine nine seven. I bet one hundred, hoping to take it down. He calls, and I'm not really loving it. But I then the turn comes and it's a king. Usually I'm betting here. But I'm trying to think of everything that he might call with on that flop in a three-bet pot. And it was almost always pocket pairs lower than a king. I take a weird line here and check. What do you think of that? Well, I like that it has a good theory. My problem is every time I seem to slow play ace-king or something, I get burned. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I'd probably do a down bet. Problem that might be good here. Uh, I was just kind of hoping to uh, maybe get a little bit more added value because I mean a lot of the things I'm gonna the main thing he would be calling and I would, it would be my miss of Ace King and which a turn is just at that point looks so strong. I mean at, the, at that point it looks like I have aces, kings, queens, or at now I've got at the very least like queens or jacks or Ace King. Uh, I check, he checks, river blank. I bet 100, hoping that turn check gets me paid off, but really doesn't. Uh, but he folds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you can check for deception, but it's still a king, and it's still all over your range. So Yeah, that's why I was trying to get a little tricky with it. But, I mean, he was one of the very few solid players at that table. He's kind of that guy a little bit to your right who was pretty deep stacked. So, yeah, he saw right through that. But, I don't know. I'd much rather hit. And it'd be obvious and me win the pot, then me not hit and just lose. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was, so that, this session, oh, this is, you want to talk about play a hand probably really badly and get paid off. Uh, so it's a straddle pot to $6, and it's like a, several $6 lamps, and then a guy makes it 41 over the straddle. I have ace eight of diamonds. And this should probably this should definitely be a fold for forty one dollars, but the thing is, it's not a three bet, 
and he's going to open pretty large when it's a $6 straddle. I make was probably way too loose of a call, right? With so what was your holdings? Ace eight of diamonds. Okay, and he made so it was six six six. Did you put the six out? I had not put the six out. Okay, then he bumps it up to forty one. Depends how deep you are, right? I mean, anything can be justified based on. I don't think it was this deep enough to justify this at this point. Uh, but either way, there's t- I call and two more call. Okay. The flop comes ace nine jack with me hitting the ace with an eight kicker. So in a three bet, po- oh, not in a three bet pot, but a heavily raised pot. A little nervous. Uh, late position and he checks. Late position ends up betting a hundred. Uh, another player goes all in for less. So it comes around to me, and this is one of those. This is exactly where you kind of deserve to be when you play ace eight for a big raise yeah but i think this is do you have a backdoor diamond draw even or i think i do have a backdoor diamond draw uh i mean that's very minuscule but i mean i'm you, trying to i'm thinking right here is where the hand ends well if i'm playing this ace this way if i hit this ace i feel like i'm calling one street at least uh and now, I mean, he bet 100, but it's you got to think it was 41. It was into 162. So 262, I think the guy that went all in had maybe 65, 70. So looking at 100 to win 330 with top pair, I go ahead and make the call. I feel I just feel like it's too weak to call on the fold on the first street. I mean, very everything's been horribly suspect about this hand. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I, was say, I was like, with this justification, you probably shouldn't call preflop then. I mean, yeah, probably. You're not deal. The turn is an eight. Those hits be right dead square in the middle of the forehead. <laughs> At this point, you fall out of your chair. Uh, pretty much. Uh, I go ahead and check. I mean, he's he raised. He's got the betting lead. I'm just going to check, and he puts me all in. Of course, I snap call. And he shows ace-king. And the other player had 8-9, who turned two pair as well. And I scoop. <laughs> so that those were the two like the kind of like deciding hands of that session for me. So really, you drilled a two-outer on him. Three. Oh, wait, no, the guy yeah. had 8-9. Whatever. I mean, I still deserve to get paid. <laughs> yeah, if I'm going to drill the two-outer, I'm getting paid there. I like to say, not the best of played hands, but I don't know. Like At first, I was like, ugh, I played that badly and just got lucky. But then I was like, I have had like five sessions where I played amazingly and then just gotten killed by bad beat after bad beat. If, if at some point it doesn't turn around here and there... Well, I mean, then this is going to be unprofitable for me to play. <laughs> yeah, okay, I thought you going to say that you thought about it, and you're like, that ah, was good. But, okay, okay, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> no, not justifying the play, just definitely not feeling bad what has happened like seven times, like eight, God, I can't even count to the times to me, so I was happy to get it, that's all oh, I'm saying. I mean, absolutely. I mean, like I tell everyone, whenever, if you get aces versus kings and hit a king, I mean... You put bad beats on people all the time. I mean, you don't remember them, but they happen, and, you know, that's just part of the game. Yes, um, it was a – so it was a great – it ended up being a really good session. So, and 
I don't know, the old Legends... Legends has kind of grown on me. The only thing I don't like is those tiny-ass little Diet Cokes. If I'm paying a dollar for a Diet Coke, quit giving me a sippy cup. But outside of that... Yeah, well, I mean, my session was basically... Um, I had a pretty nice fold uh, whenever I had top pair. No, I had two pair. Two pair, and then the flush came in on the river. And um, I folded, and he showed the river flush. But I had played like three hours straight before that and played pretty solid and built up a pretty good stack. And man, after loot, after, so I made the right fold at the time because I bet a hundred and I got check raised to all in basically. But I mean, I was so annoyed after playing for four hours straight, play this one hand, make the right fold. And then now I'm right back to being stuck like always or last few weeks. I mean, yeah, but I was—I tell you what—I was really glad to see you make a good fold like that. I mean, it seems like these this downswing. A lot of it's been just calling, knowing knowing we are beat for the both of us. I mean, definitely hasn't helped. <laughs> yeah, definitely not going to help the hourly. Uh, so I mean, like I don't know, you were tilted, but I was pretty impressed by you know making you making a disciplined fold. I mean, yeah, when the flush comes in, you can. It, it should be like, well, yeah, of course you're going to fold there or whatever. In the moment, you could talk yourself into a lot a lot less. Oh, well, and I played with that guy a bunch, and I know that he uh, can overvalue hands. Yeah. Because I mean, we ended up playing with him yesterday, too. But I played with him a lot, and um, I definitely know a lot of times you have to call, but I feel like when he goes all in, one of his leaks are – He'll bet small when he's bluffing, and when he goes all in, he has a nutted hand to him. Uh, yeah, I can see, I can see that. I saw him do the same thing several times, especially uh, yesterday when we played. I mean, we'll cover that in a minute, but yeah, that, but still a very good fold there. So I was at that point just very annoyed because I was like, you know, I finally was, you know, getting. I got ace jack like three times and drilled it all three times. And I was like. I was up like 400 bucks and now I'm right back to being down like 50 I was after that hand. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> this was one of the, I had two, two more hand defining sessions. Uh, I had, it was six, seven and a three bet pot against a guy who had been three betting me the whole night. The flop came, it was deuce three, six or deuce three, seven. I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, it was deuce three five, wasn't it? Wait. Well, I had top no, pair. No, no. Yeah. It was it was deuce three six because I remember thinking I was like, if Tyler's trying to rep four five in this three bet pot, it's gonna be pretty tough. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I had top pair. I do remember that. And then so this guy had been three betting me, but then so here's one of the things that kind of one of the hands that I uh, played back at him because I happened to hit a, a decent hand. His cards got flipped over by another player who was trying to, like, put his big blind out or something. And this was a hand previous. Previous, yeah. Right. Because this guy had three-bet me just, I mean, it must have been, like, I mean, it sounds like a lot, but we played for several hours. So, like, six to ten times. Which is weird. I never even really, I, like, I did not realize it until the end of the session. Like, when you were telling me, like, kind of the dynamic that was going there. Uh, yeah. And, um... And it was never a big three bet either. It was always for like two, two point five, three x stuff like that. Right. So I was like, okay. And then I, I, play, I end up raising him on one of the flops, and his cards flip over. He has eight three offsuit. 
in a three bet pot that he's three betting me. I thought like I didn't see this hand. I was very shocked when you told me because I I knew he was the one of the few three betting at the table. I didn't realize, but I, he wasn't three betting so much. I would ever put that as a like something he was three betting with. I mean, just very weird to me. I mean, every time I put money out, I got three bet by him. Huh. So I mean, I caught right on. <laughs> but um, so I see this flop. I have top pair, and there's I'm thinking there's no way he has anything here other than over pairs, is what I was thinking. Right. So he bet, and I check raise him. Um, he had bet small. I check raise like seventy five, I think. Okay. And he calls, and I was like, "Well, that's not great." Uh, the turn is a jack. He checks. I bet like two hundred and fifty, I think. Okay. Was that right? Two fifty. It was a lot. No, I think it was. Yeah, it was like two fifty. Yeah, 250. I think you're, I think that's right. <laughs> I was about to say can't be much more. I don't have much yeah. more money left. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think it was two fifty. <laughs> so I bet two fifty, and then he ships it all in. I'm like, well, I'm done. So I fold. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then now I'm short stacked, and um, well, I guess we can talk about that hand, right? I mean, we had already. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. that I kind of go over on that hand. So. I didn't realize the dynamic that was going on there. I mean, all I knew was like, I was like, oh God, this is getting big. Uh, there were several ways I thought this could have been played and several things I thought you did pretty well. But the big thing, like when he three bets, because it was only like, was it two or three times? It was a small three bet, I remember. Uh, I, th- I think I made it 20. I think he made it 55. So I liked the call, especially with y'all stack sizes of six, seven suited. I thought that was just fine. You flop top pair. I think you could go two ways with this. You can check call. And that's perfectly fine. Let him bluff with ace king and all of that. And kind of keep the pot a little bit smaller. I don't mind the check raise either. I mean, if he has ace king, he has ace queen, and he's... Ace Jack or something like that. I mean, you're protecting yourself against equity that he might turn. Because, okay, he's going to get there 25% of the time against you. Uh, I don't mind the check raise. But once he calls, I think you're just done here. Because, I mean, it's going to be pretty tough to hold on when somebody check raises you with Ace Queen. Ace High. Especially, yours was not a small check raise. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with all that. I mean... I think the give up was probably the smart move, but I was annoyed from folding earlier and figured I'm going to knock him off this hand. Yeah, I, you were still tilted on that flush hand, it seems like. So, and that's just, like, it's weird because so, that good play actually kind of built up into this. Well, it was also, I mean, I'm tilting the fact that, you know, I just played solid for four hours, got sucked out on, now I'm down, and this dude keeps three-betting me about eight times. I mean, I mean, I won't lie. You sound tilted right now. From <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't just the one play. It was yeah. the accumulation of every hand I open, I get three bet. The one time I play this hand where I hit two pair, the dude rivers the flush and then tries shipping it. I fold, right fold, but still. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then you know, you've been losing the last two weeks. I mean, you're definitely hoping on that. You know, 
when once you kind of have that run up or whatever to kind of end that, I'll just you know. You definitely want that to be a positive session there. Right, exactly. So, I mean, it was kind of an accumulation of things. Yeah, it was a... So, that one was was pretty tough. I mean, but... I mean, I think that's just tough in No Limit Hold'em in general, though, too, is that you can play solid for six hours and kind of go off the rails for two to three minutes, and it's just, like, all wiped out. That is... A, just, Talk about a mind fuck of an emotional game. Yeah. Um, and then basically the ending hand was um, I had ace-queen suited. Uh, I had ace-queen of spades. I think I made it. Did I open or was I in the big? I think. I think I opened. The other guy shipped it for 60 because he was super short stacked. The other guy called the 60. And then I went over the top. That sounds very right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I went over the top for like, it was probably like 260, 270, or was it like 290, something like that. It was in that like mid 200 range. So something around there. Right. And the guy thinks forever in a day about if he wants to call this because he likes his hand, likes his hand, or whatever. Um, he calls with uh, 10 jack of spades. Yeah. I mean, obviously, in this guy, it was, was not shocking at all because this guy had been just betting and just doing all kinds of crazy shit. So not shocked at all to see Jack Tennis Spades here. Yeah. Uh runs out to him hitting a straight and me going home. So Yeah. Well I actually liked the play a lot once you said like I could tell like I mean you were kinda of tilted from that flush hand and then like that and then that other hand. It looked like I actually thought you were just like saying screw it with like Ten seven suited or so. I mean, I was like, I mean, you look like you were, which I mean, later you told me you're kind of like playing to that image a little bit. Yeah. Good call. Good good act. Good acting. Because I actually, I, I mean, I know you, and I bought it hook line and sinker. <laughs> well, it's funny because well, how you can kind of play into that too? Because like there was a hand yesterday that you had where I had the complete wrong read on you too, even though I know you. So I mean. Yeah. harder than it seems to read people <laughs> i mean most like in you know every single person i talk to and i'm like i kind of a i guess we could say semi-professional poker player at this point i mean yeah dude it, plays a lot <laughs> that's you <laughs> uh dude who plays a lot and and is profitable so we'll uh we'll go semi but everybody's like oh you like look across the table and you can read and looking at their hands and their faces. I'm like, no, it's way more boring. You take a you take a ton of small mathematical edges and you add them up together and that's all you really do. The whole just looking at sitting to somebody's soul. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are times for live reads, but for me it's very rare really. For you it's very rare. Yeah, I agree. You're way more math based. I I think I do more live reads than you do and less math. Oh, both you, both uh, yeah, you and all my friends really that play poker, kind of. The one thing I will do is, if somebody, if I bet the flop and they legitimately look a little torn, I a lot of times I will hammer the turn, uh, and I've just started doing that. Like that's a, I mean, you can kind of tell if somebody. Even that sometimes bites me in the ass, though. I've done this, and a lot of times I'll get away with it. But there's also times where I realize they weren't thinking about folding. They were thinking about if they should re-raise or not. 
So that's sad when I've run into that. Yeah, but that was basically the end of my session. I mean, not basically. It was the exact end of my session. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you didn't look happy at the end of that session. Yeah. Um, did you end up staying longer, or did you leave pretty quickly? I ended up uh, leaving pretty quickly. Uh, or I guess l- what happened was I was, you know, I have been on a downswing and lately just gone on an upswing. I was up a, maybe I, it was, I was up quite a bit, and then someone came and sat right to my right and then to his right, and I don't know if they were good or bad, but they bought in super deep stacked. I was up enough that I was really happy with it, so I was like, well. Like you said, it only takes two minutes. I mean, it only takes two (laughs) or three minutes of a bad hand. And then on top of that, you can play perfectly, and they just hit a random card for their other two pair or something like that or, you know, get it in bad with a flush draw and hit. I was like, let me just call this as a good session or whatever. And that's what also had tilted me because I was counting my stack thinking, like, oh, I should just leave. I'm up, you know, not a lot, but I'm up almost a buy-in. Yeah. I was uh, up a... I left uh, probably about three, three and a third buy-ins, nice. so I was pretty happy with that. Nice. So then we end up going to 101 Richmond. Yeah, so... Say, there's a lot in this one. <laughs> yeah. So Houston has been, like, a big, big poker boom lately, uh, and I've been trying to kind of mix it up just to give any business that I think does it right good business. So me and you decide, well, we haven't been to 101 in a bit. We'll go there. Well, and to that note, I mean, I don't understand. Whenever other rooms close down and there's only one room in shop and that, one room in town, and they start charging more money because they're the only place to play, and everyone acts shocked. No. I mean, what do you expect? I mean, competition is great. Competition has been great for the players, but if the players don't add to the competition, very very tough. Yeah. Well, in. I don't look. I have, and don't get me wrong. I found some really good games at Legends, which I guess has kind of become the new place to play in uh, Houston. Yeah. Uh. But I do find like the most popular rooms have Aria like feel in Vegas. Everybody talks about the Aria. I tell you what. I can't think of one of the top ten games I've been at, like as far as action and just players going crazy. Being at Aria. Yeah, right. It's uh, just constantly at the rooms that nobody thinks about. And it's just these random the deal. And I kind of get that at Legends a little bit. Like, I have some good games. But I also just have been at tables with a bunch of people just trying to grind a ton. And uh, granted, you're paying less rake, so it's going to tr- attract the good players. But if I... Well, not rake, uh, time. But... If I go and play, pay a little bit more, like Prime or something, and someone's, you know, stacking off seven hundred dollars with top pair shitty kicker, I don't know. I might that other four dollars an hour might be worth it to me. Yeah, right. I mean, it's not even four dollars; it's just two. Uh, well, I think Prime's at twelve an hour, unless they're having a special. So it's probably actually six if you do Legend specials. Oh man, I don't even know what Legend specials are anymore. But uh, a hundred gets you double time. So if you oh, okay, gotcha, it's, gotcha. Tw- it's yeah twelve dollars an hour, but you pay for a hundred and you get double time. So it's super cheap to play there. I will still be playing there, 
But we decided to go 101 and give them some business. So I need to go to Legends to buy some time. Because <laughs> I was playing there because I still had a bunch of time. It's, uh, uh, I mean, because, yeah, so, what, so you were playing before me. You had a giant bomb pod. I remember that. Let me get, uh, get here because it was kind of a weird... Let's see. Okay, so I kind of start out... Ace King, and I make it 20 pre flop. There's three callers. So, four ways to the flop to Ace, Six, Seven with two hearts. I bet 50, get raised by someone who's a pretty big action player to 150. I keep talking about folding these hands, but this player is such an action player, and I've got kind of the top pair, top kicker. This could be Ace Queen, Ace Jack. I make the call. Turn is off suit, no heart. I check, he checks, which I love, because once he checks, like most things that would re-raise me the for that had me beat, we're definitely betting the turn. Uh, nine of hearts on the river, I'm like oh god, he just got he just got the. I mean, re-raising the flush draw, checking to get the free card and getting the flush. I'm like. God, so it sounds pretty standard. Yeah, I was like, I'm, there's just no way I'm good here now. He, I check, he checks, and he shows ace queen, and I'm good. Man, that river card saved him some money, huh? I don't know. Like that re-raise on the flop, probably saved him some money. I probably should be, yeah, on any other offsuit card, I probably should be betting for value here. Yeah, that's, uh, I agree. I'm so used to making this call for re-raise flop and just being no good. Just seeing two pair. Flop two pair every time. <laughs> I mean, flop set every yeah, time. Yeah, it's two pair or set. So uh, so I actually built up a little bit of stack and then ran into a very, I don't know if it was a tough hand or I just played it. I don't know. This is very weird. Y'all can be the judge of how I played this. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Probably right. Uh, King Jack of Clubs. I make it 20. I get three bet to 40. Okay, I was about to say fold, but I guess for a min click, you're calling. I mean, yeah, for you're a calling. min click, okay. yeah. I just, I, I, I'm pretty much, if you min three bet me, I mean, I'm probably caught. There's nothing I'm raising with that I'm not calling there. I've got I, equity on something. Yeah, I mean, just out of a respect thing, I'm calling. <laughs> uh, flop is good. King nine seven with two diamonds. And I'm like, this is a pretty good flop for me, although ace-king and king-queen have me beat here. Uh, but then he leads out for 75, which is almost the entire pot. I feel like I can't fold, because, I mean, I did flop top pair. I call. The turn is kind of connected, but nothing that should make a ton. I guess... Jack 10. Uh, turn is 8 off. He bets 125. I kind of tank for a while. Because now this bet is actually smaller. But I'm like, what? In, I mean, what's he just... What's he got? Am I, am I stacking off with King Jack here? Or what's going on? I mean... Say, don't stack off with King Jack, please. Yeah. <laughs> Say, don't do that. Uh, I'm trying to go over. I'm like, Ace King, King Queen... Uh, and then, I mean, like, what am I hoping he has? I mean, King-10 is not three-betting and not firing two two streets here, I think. Uh, 
he shows I fold he he shows a queen of diamonds. So very likely he actually had ace queen of diamonds and I was probably good. I mean what about king queen? He could have had king queen. That was one of those things. But a lot of people don't three bet king queen. But I guess if you're men three bet. I don't know. He seems to be all like just all. I mean, I thought he was pretty good. Like you want to talk about live reads. Uh, usually for the most part, I don't play much into him. But this guy is kind of like a little bit on the youngish side. Wearing the hoodie. Playing really deep stacked. Fairly aggressive. And I kind of thought he studied and knew what he was doing. And then as the session goes on, I realize I don't think this guy really knows that much about poker. Oh, I mean, I've had that happen to me, too, where I think someone is playing loose and then I play with them for, you know, more than a few orbits and realize that they're the tightest player on the table. And, of course, they have sets of aces whenever I was playing with them. Yeah, so I don't—the whole thing is kind of— was kind of weird, but it really, you know how when you play one hand and you're not sure what, if you did, if you folded the right hand or it just kind of gets stuck, gets stuck in your head and you end up kind of playing crappy afterwards. Sure. Yeah. That didn't happen here. I, uh, I go on a massive upswing after this. Uh, I get ace jack. I make it 20 with four collars. It's like, of course. Uh, so a hundred in the flop in the pot. Flop jack seven three. I make it forty five and two call. And I'm like, well, I kind of wanted just one call here, or whatever. Turn is an ace. Player checks. I make it a hundred. Another player raises me to three hundred, uh, but I only have a hundred left. Other player folds. I of course snap call. I'm not folding top two pair anytime here, and he has ace ten, and my ace jack is good. Oh, very nice. So I go up quite a bit from there, and I know these double board bomb pots are pretty tough on a podcast. The toughest. <laughs> but this is probably the biggest pot I've played in a while, and, and kind of makes this what the, makes this session. I get pocket kings in a double board bomb pot. So you're crying whenever you first see your pocket kings. Uh, I mean, like... <laughs> I kind of like them, but yeah, you definitely would rather them have them in a you know regular pot. Uh, I but I end up flopping top set, which is the nuts, in an overpoured overpair to the other board. I bet fifty one call, and then there's all in for one fifty. I call other player calls. Do you ever think about repopping it there? You know what? I mean, you I'm, I'm wondering on these notes because if I remember, I think I got these bet sizings wrong. I think the 150 is right, uh, but I remember trying to bet, uh, bet, and it wasn't a full raise. I think I bet more than 50. Oh, I was about to say, if you bet yeah. 50, you made it 150. You could raise. No, I think I must have bet like, like 80 or something, and it wasn't enough to. Uh, that seems weird that you bet that much into that pot. I don't remember. I do remember I tried to raise, and it just wasn't a legal raise. I do remember it was right. Okay. So, so maybe his maybe his all-in was for less, or my bet that was That would more. make more sense. His all-in yeah. was for less, rather than you were over-betting. Yeah. Uh, I call, other player calls. So, I mean, now this is a gigantic board. I turn bottom boat on the other one. It pairs the nine. So I'm losing to only quad nines, and there's a nine on the top board, too. So I've got the stone-cold nuts. 
Yeah, wait, so that wouldn't be bottom boat, would it? It's a bottom Oh, I'm sorry. I, I told top boat on the bottom board. It's just like, that's the farthest thing from bottom boat I've ever heard. Oh, yeah, no, oh, yeah, no. Like, like, okay, these stone cold nuts, as I should have said. Yeah, like I say, yeah. these double board bomb pods are tough on a podcast. Uh, and I turn a gut shot on the top board. Okay. So now I've got the top over pair and gut shot. I go all in for 432 more. He calls. I then river the straight on the top board, and obviously I have the nuts on the bottom. Nothing changed, and scoop this gigantic pot, which, I mean, and then run great for the rest of the session too. So it was a just a gigantic, gigantic hit. Yeah, sounds amazing. Then I showed up after that. Yeah, <laughs> you show up. It looks like I bought in for way more than I did because so it's a, uh, and uh, come in and I mean. It was probably one of the best tables I've been at in a while. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can agree with that. Because me and you come in, and the table's pretty good. But then a couple people leave, and then we're playing like six-handed. And me and you will... I mean, we don't sit there and want to just sit there and take each other's money all night. And uh, so a lot of times we'll leave and go to a like table. But the guy to your left was literally pouring money into every pot, regardless of what he had. The guy to my right, I mean, I don't know what's going on, does not seem to be, like, even real certain of what the rules are or what's going on. Oh, yeah, he had, he was extremely new, but had kind of a lot of money. Yeah, and the other best players, and they, if you wanted to look at the other best players on the table, I mean, I couldn't three-bet all night because... Nobody raised. Everybody lent. Everybody lent folded every flop unless they just hit. <laughs> yeah. You're funny. You're like, the other best players at the table were the fish from last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, that, yeah. He, I mean, he was by far probably one of the better players at that table. <laughs> yeah. So, it's uh, so yeah, it was a just, I mean, I don't know. The, the, the entire thing was just super... I couldn't pick a better lineup to play. Yeah, like I said, this is going on. You go ahead and shoot me a call. Don't text. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, so basically I go, um, I sit down. Very first hand I get dealt, king-queen off, king, queen off Um, I raise to probably 20. I get like three callers, 60 in there. Uh, the flop comes king high with two hearts. I'm like, all right, well... So I I continue betting. I bet I think I bet fifty five fifty. I bet fifty. Got called by one person. The flush draw bricks the return. And I was sitting there thinking like, okay, what's calling me here that could call, you know, big bet on the pre flop, big bet on the flop. So I was thinking seventy five, I was like, you know what, I need to charge the flush draw fully. So I made it a hundred. He calls the hundred. I'm in position as well. The river brings the flush in, the front door flush, and then he donks a hundred. Oh God. This is such a Yeah. So I just folded. Right. And then I was kind of annoyed because I'd only brought enough money for one buy in and now I have two hundred dollars and you're sitting there with like 
what seems like a million dollars on my right and everyone <laughs> else has you know just under what you have and i'm sitting here with the 200 dollars. so i was like well here we go <laughs> yeah so i actually ended up going i was like whenever i saw people stack off i forgot what they had but it was some crazy hand i was like i need to go to the atm <laughs> i was like uh <laughs> it was like I yeah don't know if what... there's ever a, a game you need to go for the atm for it was definitely this one i agree so i add on but i guess we'll talk about that hand you agree with that fold or given... i agree with that fold i just i think like low limit poker is so under bluffed i mean you literally can just put people on whatever they are representing for the most i mean and don't get me wrong you're not gonna be right most of the time but in the long time long term you're gonna be just printing money or no, you mean you're not going to be right every time, but over the long term, you're going to be right most of the time. What I, that's what I say. <laughs> the opposite. Okay. Whatever you said, <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, you told me I'm not going to be right most of the time, but over the long term, I'll be good. I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, you, you read my thoughts at least. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, okay, so I folded that one. Um, I get in kind of a weird hand with 910 where I flop trips. But that guy who was super new, who was turning over like Jack three and all that kind of stuff, um, I he bet very small. But there was a flush draw on board, and I was like, "Well, I need to raise this to charge because I can't. We can't continue for thirty, which is like one fifth pot or whatever it was. It was so small, right? So I raised to basically put him all in, but not enough to where if he does go all in, it reopens the action." Mm-hmm. So I made it a hundred. He had like a hundred and some change. Everyone else folds. He calls. He has a uh, ten jack. So that was kind of sad for me. Yeah, I mean to lose out one on the kicker was definitely a tough one. That was kind of. I mean, whenever I did it, I I knew better tens are probably that's what I'm really gonna get called by. But I didn't want to let these other flush draws see it for free. And then this guy could have 10 deuce legitimately because he was playing just anything. Yeah. He could have had bottom two pair and not even realize that he was losing, that he had been counterfeited. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when you had the full house to his flush, he didn't – I mean, it took a good, what, four or five minutes to explain, like, that you had the winning hand. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, 100%. Uh, it's a – I don't know. It, yeah, it was definitely – I think it was a good raise for that table. I think, like, other tables, maybe not, but I don't know. That table, like, you're getting called by only, like, better 10s a lot of times. At this table, I don't know. You might be – any worse 10s is definitely calling you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, actually, I'm a little nervous because they might just be re-raising all in at that point. Uh, so, yeah, I, I kind of like this. I mean, it make would make it a lot easier if the bet sizing was right because I'd probably prefer just a call if it was yeah. good bet sizing. But when somebody does this, I mean, I ended up in a similar situation when I'd pocket nines and raised and got a bunch of callers. And then you let out for 25 into like a pot of like 100. 20. Was it 20? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like call, call, call. And I'm sitting here with pocket nines, eight high board. I had seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, man, I, I don't love re-raising here, but I mean... If anybody has me beat, they should have already raised. And, I mean, like, this is going to get real dicey 
with all these overcards and you know three people, three other people in the pot. So I raise it to a hundred, I believe. Yep, it was a hundred. And you fold, the other one fold, uh, another guy folds, another one calls. Never good to see that call. Uh, and I forget what the turn is, but I think she. No, it goes check check. I think on the turn. And then the river comes, and it didn't change anything, and she checks again. And I go ahead and bet 75. I, well, I, was, looking for, I was looking for super light calls from an 8. Oh, I remember this because the other guy was in it, and then she went all in and st- behind him before he acted. Then they told her it's out of turn. Then she pulled her money back. He folds. Then she only calls. Yeah. Uh, and she calls and has pocket queens and... Starts talking massive stuff to that guy next to her. I'm like, if you, I mean, I don't know if you're gonna if we're gonna have two over pairs, and I mean, I don't, if you're gonna limp call queens the entire time, I hope you win some pots. I mean, because I need you at this table way more often. Uh, so it, but yeah, these when it's like when you're playing at these tables where they don't really take bet sizing into consideration, it kind of puts you in weird spots. Yeah, it sure did. I ended up folding. I flopped a queen high flush and ended up folding. It was second nuts at the time. Um, Ooh, I remember this. This is... I folded on the turn whenever the board paired. When I got... I bet and got raised, called. Yeah, you got... Your bet got raised and then you... And then called. I don't know. This... I think this is so super close. I think when you're getting raised and called... Because at first I thought... I was like, this is a whole... I think a horrible fold because I was like that guy who calls never has you beat. But later I was thinking, I was like, well, if he has a boat, he really like a top boat or something. He never has to really raise here. He can just call. I was like, maybe you should be. It's a tough one, but you would have lost. I mean, you had the best hand and then the other guy rivered the boat. Yeah. Um, that's that's poker right there uh, <laughs> I mean so I think that was a really interesting spot I don't know it's talk about a roller coaster of emotion I went from thinking for sure I'm gonna win to now I don't know if I'm gonna win to now I'm folding before seeing all the cards yeah I don't that's got a really tough one because everybody there was not really I don't know I mean that's I think you could justify anything. I think at a, a table where everybody's very, like, with it, with their hands, and, like, pots to their hand size, uh, it's probably a fold. At that table, who who the hell knows? Happy I was right that time, though. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't right in the, in the exact moment that I made the fold, but it was right on the river. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the most results-oriented, but I needed it. Well, because, I mean, like, if you make that call there, he jammed. I mean, he had, with the bow. Ken Jack, yeah. I mean, you're kind of, oh, you kind of committed depending on, like, I don't know how big that pot was going to be, but would not have been good for you. Yeah. Um, and then, basically, just to sum up my session real quick, is I rivered a boat on some guy's nut flush and got paid. I mean, it was the guy who barely knew the rules, so... I mean, don't want the podcast to be me just beating up some guy who just started playing poker, so we'll just skim over it. Uh, 
<laughs> basically, I hit. Uh, he had the ace high flush draw. I hit the gin card. I had pocket jacks on a paired board that the jack of hearts came to give him the ace high flush, but give me jacks full of nines. Because um, you were going for the. You were like open ended. I flopped open ended. Yeah. And then board paired on the turn. Flush came in on the river, but it was also uh, gave me jacks full of nines. Um, so that was. Yeah. Tyler's like, I'm a very profitable player when there's people at the table who are unaware of the rules or anything. Yeah. So, I mean, that was basically it. And just super happy to lock up a win. Very happy I added on. Um, and, yeah, just nice to get a win at some point. Yeah, it's uh, that was really good. I was good to have a very good session. I was, I think, uh, let me see, 10, I was, I think uh, five buy I, I mean, I ended up up five buy-ins. Uh, that's a great session. I mean, yeah, if so anything, I, you should be buying breakfast. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um what was I going to say? But just before we, you know, this one's kind of going kind of long. I just want to talk about a few things at the end. Um, you remember how I did that bomb pot or I suggested doing a bomb pot late at night? Yeah, the last hand of the session. We were no, 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 no. Even before that, that's true. You said it was every. Yeah, you said it's been thirty minutes. You want to do a bomb pot? Yeah, and like you said, I mean, I hate bomb pots. I mean, nothing has been more shocking to me than what I heard you mention that. But my whole thing is when people are dumping money at the table and they want to do bomb pots, it's going to make their thirty minutes. Yeah, and they're also the ones keeping the game going. I told them we're going to do a bomb pot. And none of you guys are going to say a word. That is, <laughs> so. yeah, 100%. That was such a good move to kind of, you know, keep the keep the guy that was really, you know, keeping the game very action-oriented and everything, keeping him happy. I thought, I didn't realize what you were doing at the moment, but later when you told me, I was like, God, that is super good idea, super savvy. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... Definitely thought that was worth doing. And then I guess, how funny was it to see that one guy talk about how the guy who's just calling everything with, like, nothing, not raising, calling with nothing, makes this call for a giant amount of money because his hand twitched. Okay, so, okay, this goes, there's a little deal. So, this guy has just been complaining nonstop about he's getting bad beat or whatever. Well, he's playing horrible cards. <laughs> I was say, yeah, his, his big hand was Jack Four suited. So. <laughs> I mean, bad, I mean, if you're playing, put yourself in horrible pre-flop situations. They're going to end up in bad post-flop. But the guy, it ends up with three aces on the board, and he has pocket kings. Okay, this is a whole different uh, yeah. hand. But okay, go yeah. But this, this is was, what led to that, right? This is definitely an important hand. I forgot all about this. Well. The guy ends up checking the river, and he's like, well, I can't use, like, you check the nuts and all that and everything. He's like, I can't even bet here. He has 150 behind and, like, a $300 pot. I mean, this is a automatic shove. I mean, if you have top boat and you lose to quads, guess what? You're day to lose. <laughs> uh, and then a guy mentions it, and I was like, I don't I don't know. I'm not sitting there teaching. I mean, I, I kind of had to help myself back, but I'm like, I'm not about to go and start teaching these people how to play. Uh, but, I mean, and they kind of get into it and, like, about this hand. So later, the kind of the guy who's a really action-oriented, keeping playing, calling 
top pair for gigantic amounts. Oh, right. Remember, he? Uh, I shoved all in with Jack 8 suited on the flop top two pair. I don't even know what he had. Yeah. I mean, $400 on the flop, and he just had nothing in call. Oh, yeah. So this guy, they get into a, a fairly decent-sized hand. The guy gets all in who uh, checked the Kings, who's kind of playing very suspect uh, cards pre-flop, and... Go. I forget what he had. Did he have a jack four of spades? I remember what he had. Uh, did did he have a boat? He had a flush. He had a, a flush. Okay. He goes all in. The other guy kind of tanks for a while, and calls. And this guy st- gets up, just starts going crazy. Like you saw my handshake. That's why you called. See, I'm like, I I know what I'm doing and everything. And this guy, you know, he just folds. He folds his two pair. I'm like. This guy has been calling down super light all day. It has nothing to do with you acting like you're handshaking. I mean, I don't know. I was like, this table's just too good to be true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was so crazy, though. I mean, it's a tough... T- I mean, it was a weird situation to describe, too, so... I mean, it was... Th- I mean, between that situation, what was it that woman getting like pissed that we were raising and then the other the kind of the guy who's giving all the action of the game she starts yelling at him and stuff and then he's like i don't speak english we've been playing with this guy for what seven hours yeah at that point seven hours yeah i tell you what and she's like i know you speak english i've heard it if this guy spoke decent english then I gotta say, Tom Hanks needs to take all of his Academy Awards, drag them right to this guy's doorstep, and just lay them on the front porch. Because this guy was dedicated to the goddamn role. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he knew English, he would not be in all these horrible spots confused on what's going on with the action and the bet sizing and stuff. I mean, just... <laughs> For eight hours straight. <laughs> just confused, huh? <laughs> I mean, we could... I mean, like... I, it seems like he knew, like, I mean, like, a word here and there, but that was it. I mean, not conversational at all. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on up in here. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, nice to squeak out a win there. So, that was nice. And, yeah, you you hit big. Sounds nice. Yeah, that's uh, very nice. I'm like, you know, five. I mean, I've gone on a pretty decent size upswing and. I mean, here's how decent the upswing is: is the ca- the cash games has gone up a dollar fifty an hour over the last three sessions. That does not seem like a lot, but it's over a thousand hours. So for three sessions to budge my hourly is pretty big, actually. Oh, absolutely. But I guess on that note, this will be the end of the Text Poker Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time, and we'll see you next week.